It is December the 11th, 2022, and this is episode 925 of Tips from the Top Floor. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Oh, look who's back. Hey, how's it going? It's Chris here. What have you been up to? Well, me? Um... Yeah, juggling too many things, making plans, working on a website, making sure I can continue to do podcasts in the future. Ah, yeah, this is Tips from the Top Floor, the longest running photography podcast on the planet. It's still a photography podcast. Yeah, there are a few things that I sneak in here and there, but um, it's mostly photography related. We're also finally about to get a gigabit fiber connection to the house, to the Viewfinder Villa been such a long time and and uh, you know the at times quite shaky dsl that we have here uh this will be a more than like tenfold speed upgrade but it's about time it's about time so let's see what's on today's episode um i'll talk about uh, a re- relaunched website we'll hear from rob there's uh something about stable diffusion yes <laughs> and uh another thing about nerves they are photography related. They are really photography related. Trust me, it's also AI related, but it's photography related. And um and the importance of real experiences. Let's um yeah, let me begin with chrismarquart.com. Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T.com. Yeah, that's my personal website. And my problem was always that there's too many things uh, on too many different websites that all need to be taken care of and so on and uh, and when i recently received some feedback that was along the lines of what is it exactly that you do well to be honest if you if you just came across me for the first time that's probably not an easy thing to find out <laughs> because of the dispersed information and uh, of course certain things need their own website uh, sensei.photo for example where i offer the uh, the personal one on one photo training that needs its own website there's uh, the pick one photo project and so on so there's things but then of course i yeah i don't have a I, I don't really have a place or i didn't really have a place where i could where i would really bundle everything together and um and of course i you know i don't have any control over what bucket people put me into it's the same for everyone you know someone else for something and this really highly depends on the context uh, that that you know someone else from that you know me from. Right now, when when I would ask you, most of you would probably say Chris is a podcaster, or Chris is a photographer, or maybe uh, if you're aware of that I do photo tours and workshops, then you might say, and he's a teacher, and he's a traveler. If you've read a, any of my books film photography wide angle photography then you might say he's an author or uh, if i if i worked for you in some production work my clients know me as a producer or as a trainer or as a consultant that's all things that i do and and not a single person out there usually has the full picture so usually people will will put you me everyone puts each other into buckets or maybe one bucket or maybe two buckets and that is, of course, expected. It's just like, yeah, of course, that's how our minds work. And if you 
like my podcast, I don't expect you to also like my books and so on. But I've always tried to find a good way to kind of communicate online what it is that I do and to have it as complete as possible. And I ended up trying different approaches over the years with different ways to sort and group things and interlink them and like on a website. And yeah, it never really conveyed that full picture. Um, it was never really balanced as well. So um, I think I might have finally managed to crack it a little, at least better than I had over uh, over the last years. So uh, yeah, there's a new chrismarkward.com, chris, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T.com. And it's all sorted into buckets that feel like they're the right size. There's there's the services on one side where I offer like training and consulting and production and of course photography. Um, there's the, the references and and projects, things that I have done that I've worked on, the clients I've worked with. Um, there's the photography, of course, that that I've done. The uh, some other art that I've done. Um, the podcasts I'm involved in, the books I've written. The I don't know the pick one photo video series and uh, and then there's my story, which I put on a fairly high level on that website because uh, because I think it's important to know for people to know where does this guy come from. There's a page about the journey, about what happened so far, and of course about what's next. So yeah, the whole site feels uh, much better rounded than anything I've done before. With regards, it's always difficult to talk about yourself. If you've ever had to write a bio about yourself for a website for something, it's difficult, right? So, so, um, oh yeah. The other thing is this website is also visually really simple. It's it's a thing that I like in photography: the reduction, only the bare minimum. The content is king. The take the distractions out. So there's not a lot of flourishes. Um, it's very little color. It's almost no ornaments. Very simple, basic font. Uh, not a mishmash of a whole bunch of different fonts. So it's clutter. Redu- reduction of clutter. And again, it's just like the, like the things that I like in photography. I like the simplicity. I like reduction. I like minimal distractions in photos. I like, um, let's say, a reduced color palette. And yeah, this that's just not photography. Now it's a website. <laughs> so yeah, let me know what you think. Check it out. ChrisMarquardt.com. Chris, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T.com. Yeah, the name is a bit complicated to type in, I admit. But hey, <laughs> what can I do about that? I'd really appreciate your feedback. Um, and of course, you can leave your feedback at tfttf.com slash hi. tfttf.com slash hi. Oh, and by the way, um, of course, one of the reasons for putting everything together is because I do have things to sell. I have services that I offer. I do training. I do consulting for audio production, for video production, for podcast production. I've helped numerous clients to get their podcast off the ground. Um, I do I do video editing for clients, for some big clients that I can't even name here. Um, I've been doing audio production and production support and consulting and training. Um, and I'm open for business. So if you are in the middle of doing your, I don't know, your 2023 budget planning right now, this might be the time of the year where uh, where companies do that. Um, I'm open for business. So 
yeah, check it out. ChrisMarquardt.com. Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. And now let's hear it from Rob. Hey, Chris, this is Rob from California. So glad to have you back on Tips from the Talk Floor, doing your podcast again. Been listening for many, many years and uh, love it all the way back to and before the famous cow episode. So for those who are really in, f familiar with your podcast will remember and um, long before. So anyway, great to hear that you're going to do this podcast again. And thank you. I do listen to you on Leo Laporte on Sundays and Saturdays here in California. Always like hearing you there, too. Thanks, Chris. Good to have you back. Bye. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, greetings to California. Long-time listeners, I love I love you guys. Well, everyone was short-time, long-time. But going back to the cow episode, yeah, that is quite a feat. Uh, thanks for and thanks for listening on Leo Laporte. Yeah, the the weekly. Oh yeah, that's that's a piece of news here. The weekly um, segment on the Tech Guy Radio Show that I've done for sixteen plus years now, almost every Sunday. Um, that show is coming to an end, by the way, and it's it, well, it's been a wonderful run. It's been an amazing run. I know that a lot of you know me from there so i'm really grateful that um, that i had the opportunity to be on there and yeah let's see what comes next all right stable diffusion we need to <laughs> yes everyone's fed up with f image generators from K from ai but hey there's so much development going on in that field right now uh, it's really hard to keep track and uh, so let me just pick out one of my highlights and that is that uh, well, stable diffusion. Okay, it's early days. It is kind of yeah. There are some services that now offer that to you. If you're a bit nerdy, then this is easy to do. But um, stable diffusion is now available on your device if you have an iPhone offline. No cloud required. If you're in the middle of the desert and have no reception, uh, it's possible to do this on an iPhone now, which is mind blowing because. Those uh, those machine learning models no normally need quite a bit of RAM, and the phone doesn't offer that. But anyway, the speed and and innovation that comes from this stuff being in the open source is I have never in my life seen such an explosion of creativity in terms of software development and so on. And yeah, they managed to put this on a, on a smartphone now, so I can. I can create virtual photos on a smartphone. It's not extremely fast because it's a small device. Um, it'll run down your battery. Yes, it will. It'll heat up the device. If you need a pocket warmer, that's a good thing to run on. But um, it has the features. If you've if you've dealt with uh, with stable diffusion, it has the features that you want. It has it like in painting and mask and out painting. There's text to image generation, the default feature pretty much. There's uh, image to image generation, like style transfers, these kind of things. Um, image and prompt editing. Uh, the, the, the important parameters, guidance, scale, and steps, and strength, and image sizes, and, and negative prompts, and manual seeds, and and that kind of stuff. So, and you and you can select multiple specialized 
models, models uh, neural nets that are specialized on specific generation of things. So uh, it takes a quite a lot of space in a device. One of these models might be a couple of gigabytes. So um, it doesn't come for free. Well, the, the, the software actually comes for free. It's... Um, Uh, it's called Draw Things. Draw Things, I think. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, if you want to check that out and play with it on your smartphone, then yeah, you can do that now, which is really, really amazing. Okay, another thing that has emerged recently and, and also photo-related uh, is something called Nerfs. And no, not the the guns that shoot foam arrows no nerf stands for neural radiance fields and in short um they are a way to put let's say 3d information into a neural net but <laughs> that's probably not helpful right so to answer the question what are nerfs um and what are they good for corridor crew on the on the youtubes has made a video about it and uh, it's on one of, it's one of the best explainers that i've seen on that topic And it, it, it's really everyone who, who is interested in those developments, then you should watch that. Um, so here's my short take on what a nerf is and what it might be, why, why it might be a really cool tool in photography. So a, a nerf, a neural radiance field, is, is a machine learning-based method for rendering photorealistic images. But not just that. We've already have that with uh, stable diffusion and DALI and so on. No, what they do is they can um, they can do this in 3D and they allow like if you've seen 3D scenes of existing things around you, the problem is always that they don't look too realistic because they have issues with with uh, with the interactions of light with the materials, the reflections, the transparencies, and so on. Um, nurse can do that and they can do this at a very small size so we'll have nerfs on our smartphone sooner or later um, probably sooner and one of the possible applications in photography is the reframing of photos specifically in the 3d scenes so just imagine you have a scene in a nerf and you can then do virtual photography in there just reposition the camera anywhere you like to reframe your shot and so on um uh yeah i've seen people use like old drone footage to create a nerf and then f go in there with a virtual drone and just fly through it but totally different perspectives than the original drone captured um this is early days right this is this is not well this is cool it's not like fully production ready yet we're still talking about a lot of hoops that you have to jump through so it's not something that i will point you to a place and go hey do it no it's it's more like um it's it's, it's a bit more nerdy to get into it right now but th that's the thing with everything new it will take some time and then the tools will come and then at one point you'll just have a point and click thing and uh, it'll it'll just work for you so um there seems to be a clear path where this will go And sooner or later, yes, we'll be using them. It's, it's not a matter if, it's a matter when. So um, you heard it here first. And, and speaking of that drone thing that I've uh, talked about, yes, um, uh, a link to a great example of, of using a Nerf in photography where, yes, yeah, someone took their old drone footage and then generated a Nerf and then modified the flight path. It's pretty much 3D video editing in, in real time. 
And that that allows for like you can you can change the focal length, you can do like dolly zooms, that kind of stuff, modify the drone's position in space. It's it's mind blowing. It's pretty pretty wild. And yes, I uh, I'm I'm hundred percent sure that sooner or later you'll probably be using them without knowing that you are using them. All right, last but not least, our world, our world is. It's getting more and more virtual. We've seen this through the pandemic. Everyone's spending time with colleagues, but over Zoom. Um, photography's go going more virtual with the with the AIs and that kind of stuff. And you know, some people thrive under those circumstances, but the majority probably doesn't. I think I recently saw that. Uh, saw a study that said that like 20% of people are really happy in those circumstances being locked down. But yeah, most of them, most of them aren't. And, um, and we see this virtualization trend in general, like things have the tendency to go more virtual, which on the one hand is cool. On the other hand, something's missing. So um, I have a good example here. I, I have this annual photo workshop in the south of Germany, our Abbey workshop, I've talked about it here in the past. It's this old Abbey that's now, that's now a, 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 an educational facility. And that Abbey workshop is one week long. And if you participate, you will live there. They have rooms, they have uh, a restaurant, so you will eat together, you'll live together. You pretty much are are going to be immersed in photography 24/7 for an entire week almost an entire week and uh and and we we did we did this we kept doing it over the pandemic if we could if it was possible i think one year the first year was not um but then they they partially opened up again and then over the pandemic we did a reduced version with only 10 people um I think that was two years ago and this year this year we 2021 we ramped it back up to like 30 people um, which is about the regular size of it and i think it took a week for for it to for those places for those spots to sell and that worked out pretty well we had a bit of luck <laughs> did a lot of testing that kind of stuff but yeah next year next year in 2023 we'll open it up a bit more um slowly ramping it up and uh, and it being a whole week, it's a real commitment for the participants. It's not just a financial commitment, but in, in terms of time. So you'd think it would be a hard sell. But when we opened it for registration in early November, the next year's Abbey Workshop was sold out in 13 minutes. 13, one, three. Mindbender. Completely blew my mind. And... It, it's awesome that um, there is obviously such a need for it. And um, it showed me how important the real experience is for people. Meeting other people, learning together, hanging out. There's so much that happens between the, between the lines, between um, so much that happens outside of the actual learning slots. People hang out, learn from each other. They have fun. They bounce things off of each other in in a different way than if it's only virtual. So, so that's why I uh, that's why I created the like the Eastern European photo road trip 
for next year in September because I well, because I want to go back to real interactions, to real experiences, to and I want to offer people uh, the opportunity to do that, to to see places in person, to experience the the sights and the sounds and the wind in your hair and the sun on your skin and the actual like holding a camera in your hands and the, the sitting together working on photos in the evening and honing your skills and exchanging tips and tricks and uh, and having a beer together in the evening especially in eastern europe <laughs> yeah i mean look at it we'll be in the czech republic in prague that's just right around the corner from pilsen that's where the pilsen the beer originates from <laughs> It feels about right, doesn't it? Anyway, it's of course not just about the beer, but about the experience. It's about hanging out. It's about uh, seeing places firsthand, the European cities, the landscapes, the culture, the people. And uh, yeah, I'm now... This is this is the real, the real experiences. I'm ramping these things up again slowly in a in a way that feels right um and I'm, I'm actually now for for the eastern european photo road trip i'm in the process of uh, forming two teams there's a total of six spots three in each direction of the tour so that'll be two teams tiny small maximum of three p- people plus myself in the car and uh, and once we get closer, we'll all meet up virtually on video chat to get to know each other, and we'll be and we'll be spending ten days together um, on each of those tours. And, and by the way, uh, did I mention it's in September, which is probably one of the most beautiful months to do this? So yeah, let's meet for a beer. <laughs> and if you want to find out more, check out discoverthetopfloor.com. All right, that was it for this episode of Tips from the Top Floor. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being subscribed. And you can, of course, follow Tips from the Top Floor on Twitter at TFTTFPHOTO. T-F-T-T-F-P-H-O-T-O. As usual, you can drop your feedback for the show at tfttf.com slash hi. You can record a voicemail. And oh, by the way, the following people have left feedback. Here's Brad. He asks a question. Chris, in 923, you discussed using Astria AI and AI Painter to create AI images from sample photos. Is it possible to use these tools to create group images, for example? Suppose I wanted to create a family portrait of two people and a dog in a place we have never been. Would I need to submit different photos? And so on and so on. Um, so, yeah, family portraits, probably not a, not a one-shot thing. We have We, we are early in these processes and that means the tools are a bit nerdy the underlying tool is called Dreambooth, and that is a training algorithm that um, as of now seems to work best for one set of images of one person or a thing um, you can train on multiple sets of images but I haven't had too much success with it so far I'm not saying it's impossible but uh, I- I'm not deep enough into that yet to have had good success um but right now, there's there's a way to get to where you want to go. Um, I think the best way is to get there would be to use a process called in painting. So for this to work, 
You would use a group shot. I mean, maybe even an existing one in that location, or you could try to create a virtual one. And then you would use separate models that are trained on each of the individual people and your dog. And then you would use each of those specifically trained models to in-paint into the existing uh, model those persons. So you could change someone's face for a trained face. It's a lengthy process, It's, but this is what AI right now does best. It is a co-op, cooperational process. It's the person and the machine hand in hand. And it's an iterative process. So the best AI-generated pictures that you see out there, they have been created this way. It is, it is a lot of uh, different steps and in-painting and so on. And if someone, if someone says that you can just write a prompt and the machine will spit out exactly what you want and it's perfect, uh, I don't think we're there yet. So um, we will be. I'm 100% sure. But um, you will, uh, you'll have to expect a lot of trial and error for now. It's early days. But things are moving quickly and the tools will get easier. And the second and last bit of feedback is from Oli. Oli writes, hey, Chris, it's Oliver from Munich. This is a message to your listeners rather than to you, Chris. But I guess you'll appreciate it. I'd like to encourage all listeners to take the opportunity to join Chris on his road trip through Romania. I've been there three times being in Transylvania as well as in Wallachia and I love this country. You might not get to all the spots we've been as we love hiking as well as city tours but anyhow this is an amazing country with great landscapes, old cities, fortified churches and really nice people. I've checked out the tour Chris prepared and I can promise you really great spots to explore. It's impressive to get this close to European history. You will love the tour. Go and join Chris. And no, I'm not being paid for this. I'm just super thrilled by this country. All right. So, Oliver, thank you so much for that. Yes, I've now seen it. I've been there. And you are perfectly right. And thank you so much for the endorsement. Um, also, what Oliver did, is he added a link to his own gallery of different trips where he documented them. So, uh, if you want to check out some of his photography and his uh, documentation there. Hey, check it out and uh, yeah, sign up. DiscoverTheTopFloor.com That's the place where you can find the Eastern Europe photo road trip. And of course, if you want to leave feedback, go to tfttf.com slash hi. And also, if you can, please support the show at Patreon. That's tfttf.com slash Patreon. Starts at $1 per episode and it does help. Your support makes a difference. Thank you very much. And now, go out, take amazing photos. Be super, extra, special, nice to each other. And of course, happy shooting. I'll be happy.